What's going on, people? I am Swaver, and this is the Opinion and Facts Media Group Podcast, where we talk about everything relationships, man. We're going to be talking about relationships from a different angle today. I'm joined by my very, very special team that I love the most. Illuminated Lenses, Coco Love, and Journey to be great. How are you guys doing today? Good. Pretty good. Good. Real good. I'm awesome. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. So we actually have been graced by a, a great man, father, a husband, a mentor, just an awesome guy. He wants to talk to us about young men today and how they manage their emotions. And his name is Genesis. How are you doing today, Genesis? Yeah, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Thankful for the opportunity. No problem. No problem. So could you do us all a favor and just kind of give us like a short summary of what you want the people to know as it pertains to young men and their emotions? Well, as it pertains to young men and their emotions, a lot of people need to understand that there is a lack of male presence. And if no one is there to show them how, then they won't know how. In life, we're all always going to need teachers. We're always going to need direction. And if there's no one giving that direction, a positive direction, uh, on that note, then we're going to have trouble as it pertains to men. Right. And then that leads to trouble in the streets. And you know, also, it ultimately could be trouble from that starts from at home, which leads to everything else that we're probably going to talk about today. You know, one thing that I have noticed, too, about young men, including myself, a lot of times when you're growing up, you can see your mom and you can see how she's handling things. And, you know, that's cool. You love your mom. But like you said, though, well, it's it's a certain role that your dad played that mom just cannot play. And I'm not trying to take away from all the great moms out there and what they do and what they bring to a young man's life, because I can tell you right now, I love my mom to death. But it's just something about when you have your father there and when he's disciplining mm-hmm. you over, you know, how your mom's disciplining you. It's, it's just that fear that dad gives, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, you but you, you have, yeah, you also have to understand that moms are different these days. Okay. Talk about it. Well, you know, m- moms are different from the fact, well, back in the day, my mother and my father, if I fell and I hurt myself, you know, the first thing that came out of their mouth, you better What's- not cry. <laughs> you you better not cry. cry. And see, whether we understand it or not, that sticks with people of men of my generation. That's why sometimes it's so hard for us to show any kind of emotion because in the back of our mind, oh, you better not cry. Mm. Don't let nobody know they hurt you because when you let somebody know they hurt you, now you give them access. That's the way of thinking that we that, that we grew up with. Nowadays, where it's okay to show emotion and you know, with some people say your feminine side, which, you know, I don't understand. You feel what I'm saying? Because I wasn't created for that. There's a reason why men's shoulders are a little bit broader because we're meant to carry more. You think the reason they said that is back then they couldn't really show much show emotion because you didn't have too much or it's like you you couldn't be down for too long because you had to, you know, go get it. Versus now <laughs> you might have more opportunities. So it's like now you see what, oh, wait, this did bother me or this, this, you know, this is a problem or something. I mean, that's an awesome question, but, but we have to understand. See, I'm someone who believes in uh spiritual principles, you know, the Bible and whatnot. So even the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So everything that we're going through now, someone has been through before every situation. So it is that the times are different, but also the people are different. The mindsets are different. How how people got from point A to point B. Back then, they made, they, they wanted to work. They tried to make a way, whether it was their own business or working for someone else. Nowadays, guess what? If I ain't got it, I'm going to take it. A different mindset. Nobody wants to work for the things that they desire in life. And that that's even with emotions. We don't want to work to get the desired outcome that we really want. And the truth of the matter is this right here. It's just like the bank. 
you can't get anything out of the bank that you don't deposit. So, <laughs> it, so, so, so everybody wants to withdraw something, but nobody wants to deposit it. And that's what it's going to take. Well, you know, I think when we're dealing with emotions, we probably should break it down some. And this has been great so far. I, I hope that this, just in general, is helping some young men that may be listening and women too. But I think let's touch on something in particular, like the shootings. Of course, you know, we have a lot of young men that we just looking for guidance because you could easily tell that a lot of them are influenced by what they hear and what they see. And you can see that in how they dress and um, how they carry themselves. We should talk about that, I guess, a little bit because that's a problem. So in your opinion, with the shootings, like even with the takeoff situation, can you tell us a little bit about how you feel about that? Well, you know, first of all, condolences to his family. Second of all, it was tremendously sad because these young guys are out here dying because, and I'm just going to tell the truth, they're sensitive. They are overly emotional and overly sensitive, which drives them to make those decisions that they can't take back. And this, sad to say, comes from being raised without a father. You're raised around your, you know, these kids, these guys, they're raised by their mothers, their grandmothers, their sisters. And this is what they see on a regular basis. Not all women, but some women, you know, they're very emotionally driven and emotional come up and they're boom, they're going to act on it. Men should be very strategic in their thoughts. We're not that emotional. We're more strategic. But when you're raised and all you're around is women, you take on some of those tendencies without the example of a strategic thinker in the household. Man, I have to agree with that. And I think that's a great point that you brought out, too. And even for some men that are being raised by women, I think this is a very important point. Because what he said is so true. Now, you still have maybe those emotions, but it's a way that you're supposed to filter through them as a man and be strategic about how you release what you're feeling. Because like, because like what he said, those are two men that were arguing for you guys that may not know Takeoff is a, I don't even see how you don't know, but anyway, Takeoff is a, he, he was a superstar rapper, one of the members of the Migos rap group, and he was uh, recently killed due to an altercation from one of the other members of the Migos and another uh, group. But like Will said, I think it's very important to understand that, you know, if they were able to talk it out like men or handle it in a different way and not be so emotional or not being able to control themselves and like he said someone could be still here but because exactly. they, they weren't able to do that that person is gone so that's kind of touching a little bit on shooting so what will is basically saying is that you know we need more men in the household to help young men to think strategically so young men if you listen to this think strategically i know you may not have a male per se role model but just like my guy here, Genesis, these are the people that you want to follow and try to get them in your corner so you can understand how to manage yourself. And also so many other people that um, you could follow just online or whatever. But this is a very important point. Were you about to say something, Coco? No, I was just going to kind of add to that. So I think, too, and it's kind of what you guys are saying, I think not only that, like men being emotional, because I, you know, personally, as a woman, I think men being emotional is a good thing. But I think like you stated, like, you know, sometimes they get too emotional or whatever, and then I mean, and then, of course, I think that's where that strategic thinking comes into play. And I mean, I hate to blame it all on upbringing. Sometimes that's not the problem. And sometimes, you know, their parents did their best, you know, so sometimes that's not the issue. It's just the way in which the child decided to go. But I think it is an emotional processing issue when you the first thing you think to do in a situation where it's an argument is to reach for a gun. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad both of y'all brought it up because that's what people need to know. And you need to be able to acknowledge your emotions. A lot of guys like being able to acknowledge their emotions. So what they do is since they can't acknowledge how you know they're feeling, then they react emotionally. That's when, you know, everything hits the fan. That's very true. I'm going to give you an example of my uh, my life right quick. So in my life, I've had trauma. Within that trauma, 
I learned which was a bad habit to pick up to hide. And what I mean by hide is that when it came to my emotions, the objective was not to let you know that you hurt me. Because as a child going through that trauma, when I ceased to give you reaction to what you thought was pain to me, trauma stopped. So it carried over to my adulthood. And I was very, very aggressive young man. My mother, she put me in sports. Uh, football, I excelled because it was the only place where I could be violent and nothing would happen to me. Or, or really physical, right? Physical, right. But even to touch on a point where she said, there's nothing wrong with a man being emotional. There's not. A man will never be emotional unless he knows that there is a safe place for him to be emotional. And that moment of weakness won't be used against him later on if a man feels safe and this is really going toward you know relationships if a man feels safe you actually have his heart to be emotional with you and he knows that it's okay and he knows later on that it won't come up when you're angry at him yeah that's why you was in that that, 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 that book guess what if a man opens up and he doesn't get the reaction he's looking for he won't do it again a very great point that you brought up. I just don't hear often that a man would speak about, you know, he has a friend or somebody he can call and, you know, say he's, he's dealing with something like anxiety, depression, things of that nature. Like how, as a black man, are you able to open up? Like you just want to talk or you want to vent to someone or you going through something. How does that look supporting another black man with emotions? By me being a black man, I think that what we have to do is change our mindset and we have to start to the same way we've been implanting violence and negativity into each other. Even from the TV and the radio again, we have to go and get around something that's more positive and understand and learn how to be brothers to each other. Because so many of us, when you listen to the music, it's F of this and F that. And he ain't this and he ain't that. Oh, he's the op. And the crazy part about it is I see young men right now. They don't even have a reason to have a so-called op. It's just what they hear on the radio. So they got to go out and find some ops. You don't have an op, man. Like you have nothing. They don't have nothing. What is, I mean, what are you, what's the, what's the point? You know, it, same thing with the streets. You don't own anything out here. So how can you have opposition with somebody that owns just as much as you do, which is nothing. So it's, it's crazy, but it's because we hear it all the time. We see it all the time. And we, what we have to do as men is recognize this is not helping us. So we should start working on how we can build rather than destroy. Did you have some, Will? I agree with you 95%. The other 5% is black men do have a, and it looks just like them every time they wake up and they look in the mirror ourselves are our biggest opposition we don't have to worry about white folks killing us off or anything like that we're doing exactly what it is they want us to do and then we get upset when they group all of us together what we have to understand is the hardest fight you will ever fight in your life is that person standing across that boxing ring that looks just like you that knows all of your weaknesses all of your flaws and all of your strengths how are you going to fight that person that knows everything about you and the only only way to win is to implement a paradigm shift. Do something totally different outside of yourself and make it habit. Because the only way we got to where we are is by habit. The stuff that we continually do. And if we can get over ourselves, our biggest opposition, we, we can really be great. I think that's true. It's sad, but it's very true. I actually just saw something on social media like earlier today about jealousy and things like that. And they had pictures of, of young ladies who have been 
healed in dealings with their friends, like in situations where their friends or roommates or whatever the case might be, you know, even going back to the situation that we talked about last week with the young lady in Cabo with her friends or whatever. But I don't know, that just made me think about that when you said that, like it's sometimes our, our biggest op is ourselves as a person that looks just like us, which is really sad. You can see that both with, with men and women. Touching on the peer pressure part, a lot of us are surrounded by the wrong people. Uh, along with the wrong music and the wrong TV. And when you add all that up together, even if you want to do better in life, sometimes it's hard because it's three against one. It's the other side of yourself, the outside, <laughs> and everything else that's going on in your life. So I think that it's important to always restock your mind and your environment with what you want to see. And that way you can change it. And that I think that's what's going to help our culture. Another thing that we must touch on as men with respect to the ladies, we have to understand how to carry ourselves as men. Because when we get into these relationships, you know, you have women that have sons and those sons don't know how to be men. And then they go and get with women and they try to be a woman with a woman. And that never works. Exactly. I, I have one more example. Then I'll be done. I was at work one day. A young female, she came to help because, you know, I was running behind. She came to help me. You know, I opened my vehicle door. She stepped in and, you know, we were at a gas station. So it was a lot of guys around. So, you know, while I'm, you know, I'm looking at inventory or whatnot, I hear a guy say something that was, you know, disrespectful and coming from someone who has daughters, that's like a trigger for me. So I go into protection mode. It doesn't matter who you are. My thing is this right here. Immediately when I turned around, I, I know my face sometimes. I, I, I can look like a mean guy, but I'm really not. But, you know, sometimes just a male figure showing up will change the trajectory of how other men act and what they say. So, you know, I just wanted to bring that up. Sometimes your presence is enough. It just depends on how you're carrying yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, we always talk about that on this on this podcast. We're talking about relationships. And this is what I want people to know. Like, we don't just attack relationships from one angle. We, we attack relationships from all angles because we know that it starts with self, how you respond to you and then how you respond to everything around you. And understanding when you are wrong, you should be around people that can help you to see that. And you should be always trying to build yourself to see where you could do better, because that's the only way to truly grow. Exactly. I guess uh, oh. in kind of like a more practical way, like say someone wants to start today, someone who wants, first of all, you got to acknowledge there's an issue and you have to want help. So what is a yeah. practical way that someone can start today to maybe they were raised by their mom and they realize their mom, you know, get, you know, hollering, cuss and stuff like that, but they want to transition. But they realize they got anger issues. Will, as you brought up, there is trauma and they're trying to deal with it and move forward. Maybe they don't have access to a psychologist, therapist or whatever. What is a practical way they can start today to get to get down that path of, you know, becoming a man? Well, not not just so so much becoming a man, but again, a man that, like you said, thinks logically and can be able to control his emotions and direct them in a more healthy manner. Well, I think it's a great question, but I, I don't think any anyone can do anything alone. I think that it's going to be a collective effort. I also think that every black man can't speak to any black man. Uh, I think men are more prone to listen to those who have been through some of the things that they've gone through. Like my dad, you say you can't tell an astronaut what the moon look like. You you know, you can't be raised by mom and dad and go to an Ivy League school, then come back to the hood a place where you've never been and try to tell me something because our lives are not the same. So that's why I think it will have to be a collective effort from men all across, all across the board. 
who have been in the hood, who have been in jail, who know what it's like to be in prison, who know what it's like to be parentless, to be raised by mom or just by dad, or, you know, any one of those things, I think is very important for us to, just like you said, cultivate and come together and just really have a plan to attack the issue. And if I can just tell the young man, if you would just stop and think just for a hot second, it can change the next 15 to 20 years of your life. Because me coming from the Department of Corrections for almost 20 years, I've seen young men come through that back gate and into my office crying. And it was sad. And they're begging me not to put them in the same dormitories with those killers. But you're in here for murder. Mm. It's sad. It's sad when you have to call someone's parents from the correctional institution and let them know that something bad has happened, that their child is dead, or anything like that. For what? So it's going to take all of us. I was just going to say, um, too, I know Journey was saying that, you know, sometimes you can't necessarily have access to, like, therapists and things like that. I think, too, it will be good in our community. And I see it, you know, here and there. It's more mentors. I think if you don't have access, you know what I'm saying, you might not have those wise individuals in your family, like those wise male individuals in your family. But I think mentors, you know, there's a lot of mentorship programs around different youth clubs and things like that. And, of course, you know, there should be more. But I think sometimes those those types of people whatever especially black men in those positions I think would be great and then also you know just kind of going into our youth or whatever like trying to head off our youth experiencing these things like I think that's another reason why a lot of people apply um, male black teachers so I think just um you know and, and I think you know you're never too old I don't think either to have a mentor or to seek out a mentor so if you can't you know, afford a therapist because I know therapy can be expensive. You know, you can see if you see someone else that you know or you know of maybe in your church or something like that, develop some type of relationship with them and maybe have some type of mentorship situation with them. I want to close by saying this too. I agree with everything that everyone just said. I could talk from my, I guess, myself and a personal experience. Reading is very important. I think if you want to go to a different place to take your mind to a higher level as a young man, read. There's so many great people to follow out here that have been where you are and everything. They they have written it all in a book. And if you want to identify with somebody, it's nothing like identify with somebody that can write down exactly how you feel and you reading it because you can feel that connection. And they can tell you just through the roadmap of their words, how they went from where they were, which is where you are, to where they wanted to be, which is where you can go. Also, in case you guys didn't know. My guy, Genesis, is an author. He has a book out. He could tell you guys about that before we close or we may write it in the notes. Also, for moms, I want to say this, too. If you have young men, I think one thing that you can do is I agree with love what she said to take them to the church. But I also want to say this. Look beyond the coaches sometimes. I'm not saying giving them to the coaches in the sports is not good. I'm not saying it. But only so many of them are going to get to the NFL. Only so many are going to get to the NBA. And a lot of these men are married to the sports. But after the sports career is over, they go right back to being lost because all when you put sports in front of them, it's good for them to know that, but they need to know how to be men. And sports don't automatically translate them into being responsible men. That is an awesome point because before I got divorced six years ago, which was a traumatic event for me um, because I have daughters and they've never been without me. You're talking to a dad who ain't never missed the first day of school, uh, married or divorced. Um, and every special event, I've always been there. Now, the thing about it is I was lost in that because 
all I thought I was, was a good husband, a good dad. I couldn't think of anything beyond it, which was sad at that point. So I had to rediscover myself all over again, which is hard, which is truly hard to rediscover yourself, to really look in the mirror and tell the truth about what you see, whether you like it or dislike it. But when you begin to do those things, you can begin to move in a more positive direction because we all have a choice. Fire is going to do two things. is either going to refine you or it's going to destroy you. But you are the one, you're the deciding factor. And I want to make sure you guys know, Will, what's the name of that book? My Burning House. And where can they pick that up at? Man, I can just send it to you. Because I didn't do it for money. You know what I'm talking about? That book helped me. You know, that was a, a point of release for me to get stuff off my chest that I couldn't find words to say out of my mouth. And it's really teaching men about themselves, but also teaching women how to deal with men in many different aspects and how we think. So if we can give the, if we can give any women any insight on how we think, guess what? They can control the game. They can control the game because women see things that we don't see. Sometimes we we get tunnel vision, protector, provider. Sometimes women see beyond that. Yeah, we the head of the household, but guess what? The Bible says that these women are healthy. If I'm the head, she most definitely the neck. And she has the ability to turn it in the right direction at times. So, you know, with the right woman, that is, you know, we have to learn to listen to them. Like I said, we, we go hard in trying to just make sure that we bring relationships to you guys in a totally different way. And even if it's not different, maybe it's a more enhanced way that maybe you already knew a little bit about, but we can help expand your understanding of what relationship really is. I am Swaver, joined by Illuminated Lenses, Coco Love, Dennis will be great, and our special guest, Genesis. Thank you all so much for listening to us today. And until next time, peace. Perfect.